1: Hello, and welcome to the first episode. This is Nicole from Conversations with Nicole Zuno, and I wanted to talk to you all about religious freedom and what it means in the United States. The First Amendment of the United States is freedom of religion. It states that everyone in the United States of America has the right to practice the religion of their choosing or practice no religion at all. Because of the diversity in our nation and the quantity of religions all over the world, we as a society value this right because it allows us to express our beliefs in a safe environment. According to Tom Jelton, the religion and belief correspondent for National Public Radio News, the traditional purpose for religious freedom is as follows.
0: Religious freedom is part of America's foundation because it was colonized by people who experienced religious persecution. Baptists and others wanted freedom from the semi-official Anglican church establishment. Later on, Seventh-day Adventists were among those pushing for religious liberty. They had a faith tradition of their own, though their places of worship looked like other Christian churches.
1: The complexity of our society is evident in everything from how we run our government to what we teach in school. However, the difference between religion and politics is grand. You may have heard about the separation of church and state. This refers to the idea that the government should separate religion from politics and that the government should treat religion in a neutral manner. Our founding fathers believed in this principle because they all had different beliefs and came from different religions. By separating church and state, you avoid having one religion dominate over the others. However, as we continue as a society, the lines are constantly being blurred. Democrats and Republicans are constantly using religion for their political agenda and are using it to persuade voters. Religious beliefs are weighing into our elections and infringing on people's rights. How, you may ask? Well, one example of this is with reproductive freedom. According to Roe v. Wade, women have the right to have an abortion. However, employers, universities, insurance companies, hospitals, and even medical professionals use religion as an excuse so that they can deny these women the care they need and the information they need. Throughout the US, it is being used as an excuse to deny access to birth control, contraception, abortion care, etc. Many people are performing these actions with the excuse that it goes against their religion and thereby they should not be forced to do something that goes against their beliefs. Their beliefs are important, but it does not mean that they can undermine women's reproductive rights and discriminate against them simply because they choose to do something that some people may disagree with. They deserve the right to do what they feel is necessary for themselves, and they deserve the right to have access to what they need. By using religion to justify their actions, they are not only imposing their religion on other people, but also discriminating against them. At organizations and rallies like March for Life, which is an annual event that protests abortion, it is evident that they have the support of the government, especially when the vice president states the president will protect their rights and their beliefs. In the 2017 March for Life, Mike Pence, the current vice president of the United States, welcomed protesters and evidently supported their stance on abortion. As Sarah McCammon from National Public Radio stated, quote, as a former governor of Indiana, Pence gained popularity among social conservatives for his plain-spoken style and hardline stance against abortion and same-sex marriage. He helped Trump shore up his support with a Republican base, many of whom were worried about Trump's temperament and history of describing himself as very pro-choice. In the end, Trump and Pence won more than 80% of white evangelical voters. Pence promised the crowd that Trump's victory will prove to be a victory for them. By promoting this idea that the government will protect their religious freedoms, Pence and Trump are taking advantage of what is opposition to women's rights, and Roe v. Wade to gain votes. They understand how people feel about abortion, and by seemingly promoting this event, they are clearly showing their beliefs and enforcing them on other people. Not only did he win white evangelical voters to his side, he also promised the people to take funding away from programs like Planned Parenthood, which help low-income women have access to health exams and contraceptives. Because of certain religious groups' beliefs, Planned Parenthood may not be able to help millions of women receive the health care they need at a fraction of the cost. Another issue that is present in our society due to the increasingly loose definitions and boundaries involving religious freedom is in the form of discrimination against the LGBTQ community. The LGBTQ community has faced a lot of obstacles in our society, and a lot of the discrimination they have faced is because of people's religious ideals and their imposition on others. Because of certain religious groups' beliefs, the LGBTQ community has experienced attacks and oftentimes feels unsafe to express themselves as they are. Many attempt to use religion as an excuse to discriminate against these people, and it is especially evident in healthcare and employment. They are often refused healthcare because healthcare professionals and clinics refuse to serve people simply because it does not fit with their religious beliefs. Same-sex couples planning their weddings are often refused by venues, cake decorators, invitation makers, etc. because it is not traditional or because they refuse to acknowledge the fact that they are part of our society and are no different than you and me. They are refused service at businesses, and they are often barred when trying to adopt. Why should we force them out of society when they have done nothing wrong? Why should we let this blood discrimination continue? The answer is simple. We shouldn't. We shouldn't allow these religious groups to force their beliefs down our throats and we shouldn't sit here and allow it to continue to happen. National Public Radio health policy correspondent Allison Kojak spoke about a meeting with religious freedom advocate Roger Severino who wishes to protect healthcare professionals from being made to service others based on their religious beliefs. Allison Kojak's statements were as follows. Harper Jean Tobin, policy director at the National Center for Transgender Equality, was also at that meeting. Director Severino presents himself as a civil rights lawyer. And what he has done as OCR director is turn the idea of civil rights on its head. Traditional civil rights advocates, she says, have fought hard to make sure everyone can get the medical care they need. But Severino, she says, is instead fighting for the right of doctors to discriminate. No one is forcing doctors to perform gender-affirming surgeries against their will. But what is happening every day is transgender patients are being denied every kind of medical care you can think of. She says more than a third of transgender adults said in a survey that they had experienced healthcare care discrimination in the last year. Not only are these fighters for religious freedom taking personal action towards the LGBTQ community, but they are also using policymakers to enact change. They want to create even more legal discrimination towards the LGBTQ community to better safeguard their religious freedom. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act was passed in 1993 and is the United States federal law that ensures that interests in religious freedom are protected. It is also known as RFRA. This law is used by religious freedom advocates to bar any restrictions on how they practice their religion or how they use it to express themselves in public. However, Rifra is often misused and it is unclear whether or not it should apply in all situations. This leads to lots of controversies when deciding whether a certain action is hindering someone's religion. Political plots regarding the issues of religious freedom and discrimination are ever so prevalent in government and multiple problems have arisen which leads us to question whether religious freedom and LGBTQ rights can coexist. To add to the different political parties' intentions with religious freedom, here's a piece from Tom Jelton, the religion and belief correspondent for National Public Radio News.
0: Republicans are claiming religious freedom for their own purposes. Democrats, in response, now shy away from it. What's happened is that LGBT rights, including marriage equality, have become an issue, overshadowing the old religious freedom consensus. Conservative Christians now say that such practices as same-sex weddings go against biblical teaching. They've argued that religious freedom should mean they can't be forced to accommodate something they don't believe in.
1: Another primordial issue constantly being brought up in this fight for separation of church and state is that there is discrimination against the agnostics, atheists, and those part of minority religions. These groups of people make up a large part of the United States and deserve the same respect as people who are part of major religions. Agnostics are people who believe that there is no way of knowing whether God exists and claim neither belief nor disbelief in God. Atheists are people who don't believe in God. More and more people in the U.S. are strained from religion and although many are confused about God, there is no real accurate present to represent the number of people in the U.S. who are agnostic or atheist. However, they are still a large part of our society. Many people are not comfortable with religion and under the First Amendment, they should not be punished for their disbelief in religion. People from religions other than Christianity also face discrimination. In a survey conducted by Pew Research, they found that 82% of American adults believe Muslims are facing discrimination, whether it involves airport security or being called offensive names. However, just because they are not believers in Christianity does not mean that they should be discriminated against. According to the same survey, 64% of Americans also believe Jews are facing discrimination. In their survey, they also separated the groups into Republicans and Democrats. They found that Democrats believe that more Muslims and Jews are being discriminated against than Republicans. According to their data, 92% of Democrats versus 69% of Republicans believe Muslims face at least some discrimination, while on the flip side, 70% of Republicans believe evangelical Christians face discrimination, and only 32% of Democrats stated that they believed evangelical Christians face discrimination. Should their beliefs with regards to discrimination be different? How much discrimination do you think these religious groups face? Could one reason for the differences in these percentages be because some of these Republicans are the ones who are being discriminatory towards other religious groups? Donald Trump, a Republican and current President of the United States, is using his administration to take away anti-discrimination laws to protect his voters and fan base, evangelical Christians, at the cost of discrimination to race, religion, and gender. To better explain Donald Trump's possible changes to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, here is a snippet from National Public Radio's Elsa Chang.
0: The Trump administration is rolling back some anti-discrimination rules tied to health and human services spending. That means a nonprofit group like an adoption agency or a health clinic that receives an HHS grant, could refuse a client based on sexual orientation, gender, or religion. Here to explain all of this is NPR health policy reporter Selena Simmons-Duffin. Hey, Selena. Hi. So what exactly is this change that's been announced?
2: So this change affects organizations and nonprofit agencies that get federal grants from health and human services. And there are rules that if you take these dollars, you can't discriminate as far as who your clients or patients are. You can't say, hey, I'm running this walk-in clinic, but not for you because you're too old, or you're disabled, or you're a certain race. Okay. Under Obama, these health grants added new protected categories, religion, sexual orientation and gender identity. So what's new now is that HHS officials are rolling back protections for those last three categories. Mm. So if you go back to that walk-in clinic example, that means theoretically they could say we don't serve Muslim patients in this clinic or transgender patients. Um, I should also say that the child welfare groups that I talked to today think this is a very bad thing, not just for protecting prospective adoptive or foster parents, but also for children. So one scenario I heard today is that if a gay or transgender kid is set up with a faith-based agency, they might have to go through conversion therapy to be placed with a family, or they might not be eligible to be placed with a family at all. And that's not a hypothetical. That was happening before these Obama-era protections were put in place.
0: So what's the Trump administration's explanation for why they're making this change?
2: The administration is framing this as giving more religious freedom to organizations and conservative groups like the Family Research Council and the Cato Institute really cheered this move enthusiastically. Their argument is that faith-based groups were being shut out from this big pool of federal funding if they refused to comply with those non-discrimination rules and that this will allow for more agencies to be able to operate in a way that aligns with their moral and religious values.
1: To conclude this podcast, I would like to address that in some cases, religious freedom is being obstructed, but that above all, we should seek more rights for people, and that religious freedom should not come at the cost of LGBTQ, reproductive, and religious rights. People should be allowed to be who they are and they should not be discriminated against. I think that we should respect other people's beliefs and most importantly, we should not use these beliefs to hurt others. I sincerely believe that we can reach a compromise and that with any result, not everyone is going to be happy. But above all, we should ensure that at the very least, these people have both legal equality and safety. I hope that you take everything that you heard into consideration and realize that religious freedom is about every single one of us and that whether or not you believe in religion, your beliefs should be respected. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and tune in to hear other podcasts.